Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Genesis. I'm actually going to back up and read the last two verses of chapter 11 and the first four verses of chapter 12. Hear the word of the Lord. Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and they went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make a great nation of you, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. This is the word of the Lord. When Abram was growing up in the city of Ur, which is in modern-day Iraq, I'm sure that he had many of the same dreams that most of us have for our lives. A successful career, a family, healthy children, good friends, a long life, a sense of purpose. And he did seem to, 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 to fulfill many of these dreams with one major exception, of course. His wife Sarai was barren. In other words, they had not been blessed with children, which gave them little hope for the future. But then one day, Abram's father, Terah, told them all to pack up their things because they were heading to the land of Canaan. Now, the text does not tell us why Terah wanted to go there. Perhaps he was just bored in life and was looking for a new adventure. Maybe, but I doubt it. No, I suspect that the Spirit of the Lord had called out to him inspiring him with a vision of the land that God intended for God's people, that God's dream of salvation might be fulfilled. And so Terah and Abram packed up their families and all their belongings, and they headed up along the Fertile Crescent on the trade route toward Canaan. But then the text tells us that when they came to a place called Haran... Rather than continuing on to Canaan, they settled there instead. Perhaps there is a double meaning there. Certainly they settled down in Haran, establishing deep roots there and building a, a good life for themselves, and they were incredibly blessed, achieving a great deal of success and wealth in that place. But they also never made it to, her, to Canaan. Terah had settled for something less than the dream that God had given him. He settled for being comfortable in life, 
holding tightly to all the blessings that he had found in Haran. It's so easy to do, isn't it? To just settle into a comfortable place in life, to, to pitch our tent there and just hold on for dear life. Certainly, many of us also had great dreams for what we would do in our lives, dreams of making a real difference, of having lives of, of meaning and purpose. Maybe some of us even had dreams about how we were going to serve Jesus. And not that we've completely abandoned all those dreams, but somewhere along the road of life, most of us tend to become a bit distracted. And we learn to settle for something less than the holy dreams that once inspired our imaginations. Something a little less risky and a little more comfortable. Just as Tara had settled for a comfortable life in Haran as the years slipped away. Perhaps some of you can relate. But then one day, Terah died. He never got to see the land of Canaan. He never got to experience life in the promised land. And there is perhaps no greater tragedy in life than missing out on the dreams that God desires for us. Of course, that won't stop God. He'll just pass our dreams on to someone else. And immediately after telling us about the death of Terah, the very next verse says that God cut out to Abram saying, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Well, now Abram had a difficult decision to make. He had to choose whether he would abandon his father's land in favor of the unknown land that God wanted to show him. He had to choose whether he would let go of whatever family he still had in hope of the impossible family that God was promising him. Remember, his wife was barren. Abram had to choose whether he would let go of the, the blessings that he had accumulated and inherited in Haran in order to receive the blessings and the inheritance that God was offering him in Canaan. It was an incredible offer, but it came at quite a cost. Truth is, anytime God calls us to go to the place that He is sending us, anytime Jesus calls us to follow Him, there is always a cost involved. For the only way that we can receive the blessing that God wants to give us is for us to let go of whatever blessing we are holding on to. And along the way, there's often a good bit of uncertainty about the wisdom of that decision, which is why most of us just end up settling for a comfortable life in Haran. We're afraid to risk the blessing we have for the possibility of the greater blessing that God is promising us. 
But if we do not respond obediently to God's call in our lives, we will never receive the promised blessing, which means we will never become the blessing that we were created to be. When God called out to Abram, he said, Go to the land that I will show you, and I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. This is the most foundational calling on every one of our lives, the one upon which every other calling is built. Before you are called to be a father, or a wife, or a doctor, or a teacher, or a lawyer, or a banker, or a baker, or a pastor, or anything else, you are called to be a blessing in the name of Jesus wherever God has put you. And all the blessings that you have been given in life were given to you for precisely this purpose. Whether it's a, a sharp mind, or business savvy, or a strong body, or language skills, or computer skills, or, or trade skills, or life experience, or financial prosperity, or even just time on your hands. God has given these things to you so that you might become a blessing to others, that they might experience the love and the life of Jesus through you. Now, we keep thinking that all the blessings are an end in and of themselves. And we go through life chasing after them, thinking that they are going to bring us fulfillment. But the more we collect for ourselves, the more we tend to forget about our calling, and we settle down in Haran in order to enjoy the comfort of all the blessings we've worked so hard to achieve. But be very sure, accumulating blessings is not the same thing as abundant living. In fact, from a biblical perspective, it's, it's not really living at all. And Jesus wants so much more for your life than just stockpiling blessings. He wants you to experience the incredible miracle of being a part of what He is doing in this world by opening yourself up to His Spirit that He might live in you and bless others through you. That is what the abundant life is all about. And it's God's dream for your life and for this church. Don't settle for anything less than that. But the only way it can happen is if you cultivate your relationship with Jesus, learning to surrender your will for His and going in faith wherever it is that he's calling you to follow him. Now, that might be Malawi or Mexico or the Dominican Republic or the Black Belt. That might be in, in your school 
or your workplace, or in a nursing home, or your own home. It might be in one of our children's Sunday school classrooms, or on one of our church committees, or or our leadership boards. It might even be your checkbook, which for many of us might be the place we're most afraid to go. But be very sure, every one of you has the ability to become a blessing because God has blessed each one of you in so many ways. And it makes no difference how old you are. Remember, Abram was 75 years old when God called out to him. It is never too late to become the blessing that God has created you and called you and blessed you to be. It's never too late for our church either. A few months ago in one of our session meetings, we looked over together a number of passages in Scripture that that help uh, describe God's mission for His people in this world, what it is that we are called to do. And after looking at those passages, I, I had each of the elders complete the sentence The purpose of IPC is. As we we looked at these responses, they, they fell into five broad categories. To worship God. To make disciples and grow in our faith. To love and care for one another in community. To share the good news. And to make a difference in our community by loving our neighbors and helping those in need. The one that that came up most frequently in the responses was the last one. A few examples of this are, the purpose of IPC is to welcome and open our home to others. To minister to the community. To help those who cannot help themselves. To be present in the community in sharing the word, to serve and care for the poor and the vulnerable and the marginalized in the community, to show the broken world Jesus, to be a beacon of light and hope in this community. And as we all looked at these responses and and considered the the talents and the passions of our staff as well as the needs of the church, the elders have decided to make some strategic adjustments. The new associate pastor will focus on new members and young adults, areas of growth and great need for our church, while David Seaman will take on a, a greater leadership role in community ministries, helping our congregation to fulfill God's call for us within the community in which God has planted us. Now, our church does so many incredible things across the city of Birmingham and beyond, literally all over the world. But we are not heavily engaged right here in our own neighborhood, which I'm told is the most densely populated neighborhood in the state of Alabama. So 
What does it mean for us to be the body of Christ, a colony of heaven in our own neighborhood? Our location is not an accident. But why has Jesus put us here? Why are we not downtown or, or in Homewood or, or in Mountain Brook or in Trustville or somewhere else? Jesus inspired our forefathers and mothers to leave their home in Ur, South Highland Presbyterian, and after a sojourn in Haran, Temple Emmanuel, Jesus led them to the promised land at the corner of 31st Street and Highland Avenue. And I believe he did so, so that we might become a blessing and a neighbor to the community around us. So that when people go past our church, they might not just say, oh, what a beautiful building. But, oh, what an incredible blessing this church is. What would we ever do without it? And we're looking for people who feel called by Jesus to help us find ways to become more present and involved in our community, where Jesus is already at work waiting for us to come join him so that more people might experience the love and the grace and the hospitality of Jesus through independent Presbyterian church. And if any of you are feeling nudged by Jesus, please let us know. But whether it is in our neighborhood or within our own congregation or in the place that you live or work, or go to school, Jesus is calling you to become a blessing wherever God has put you. But again, the only way that can happen is if you invest in your relationship with Jesus, studying His Word, and inviting His Spirit to live in you. Remember, far more than anything Jesus wants you to do for him is what he wants to do through you. And he has blessed each of you in so many ways that you might become a conduit of his grace. For we were never meant to be reservoirs of God's blessings, hoarding them all for ourselves. That's just settling in Haran. No, we were meant to be aqueducts of living water in Canaan, letting God's blessings flow right through us to become a blessing to others wherever Jesus has called us to follow him. For you see, it is Jesus himself who is our true promised land. He is the, the fount of every blessing, the one from whom all blessings flow. And you will never feel as alive as you do when the spirit of the risen Christ is alive within you. And the deeper you choose to go with Jesus, and the more 
you surrender your life to him, the more you will discover that the greatest blessing of all in life is not the one you receive, but the one you become. Amen.